Welcome to Superior Mind Body Health Podcast. I am your host, Monika Banach, an advanced practice nurse and a certified health coach. With everyone, and she wanted to share with others. She was diagnosed with lipidemia, and it was a big diagnosis for her. She, when she first came to me this year, this was one of the biggest things she struggled with. And we want to share with the listeners like what it is and how she has overcome a lot of those, um, I would say, maybe mental struggles that yes. she was dealing with in this particular uh, condition and then we'll share a little bit about our coaching and how it has helped her mm -hmm. as well with the uh, the whole mental process of processing mm -hmm. this this particular uh, condition and and lots more so welcome Lydia thank you so much Monica I really really want to thank you for having me here and interviewing me about this very, very important topic because not many women know that they may have it. One in nine women actually have it. And I just recently found out that I have it. I, my entire life, I lived it, didn't understand what was going on. And I really want to talk to the listeners about how they can handle or understand if they do have this, what they can do, because there's so much that can be done. For those who are uh, watching on YouTube, we are we do have a little bit of a PowerPoint slide that Lydia's kind of going to go over just the gist of what is lipidemia and what it looks like. If you're listening to it on um, uh, on the podcast, we'll do our best, of course, to like uh, explain what it looks like. But if you're able to go on YouTube and watch it, just even for this uh, PowerPoint slide, that might be really helpful. Once we get to the through the PowerPoint slide, we're going to go through a little bit more about like how we manage and what we did to help Lydia with this um, particular condition. Of course, everything that we discuss here is just uh, personal experience. This is not a medical advice. Of mm -hmm. course, if you think you have lipidemia or you're not sure if you do, uh, of course, um, talk to your doctor, your PCP before you proceed with any of our advice. All right, Lydia, go ahead. So again, Monica, I just want to thank you because you've been been so instrumental in helping me deal with my lipidemia in the last three months through your program. I cannot tell you how much you've helped me. And I really want the listeners to understand that too, because it is really a mental process. Because living with lipidema, lipidemia, there, there are so many issues with it, but there are helpful protocols that you actually helped me with. Because sometimes we're so much in our minds that we can't really sort out all that's going on in there. That's what you helped me with. So, well, you know, you know this... actually, before like we proceed, like I do remember, I wish I had the recording because I usually record my clients when I interview them, I interview every single client. And the difference from then to now in your voice and mm -hmm. and just like the whole transformation, it's amazing. So we'll we'll discuss a little bit more about that. Sorry to okay. No, no, no worries. So uh, lipidemia, not many people have heard about it. Uh, not many doctors have heard about it, but it is so very common. And as this quote says, it is often under and misdiagnosed as obesity by the medical community. And so when they tell women who have been dieting and have been working out, you know, eat less, exercise more, but that's what they've been doing for so long and they don't see results and they get 
you know, their, their blood work done and, and their hormones tested, but their hormones are fine and they still can't understand what's going on. This may be something that they may want to look into because those that are living with lipidemia, they have the physical, mental, but also emotional challenges that they need to deal with on a daily basis. But there are so many ways that we can manage this. And that's what's so beautiful about this. So here is a, an image of what lipidemia is in the early stage, interim, and then the advanced stage, right? So it really is a medical condition that is characterized by asymmetric buildup of adipose tissue or fat in the legs and the arms. It is very common under recognized. It can cause pain, swelling, and easy bruising. And those are the telltale signs of this. Mm. It's also accompanied by an unusual texture within the fat that can feel like rice, peas, or walnuts beneath the surface of the skin. And so, for example, you have a cat, Monica, but so many women with lipedema who have cats may walk on their legs and they feel pain. So that is a real great way to know. Or if someone just, you know, uh, touches your leg gently, but there's pain again, mm. now you know that that may be the case. And some of the common symptoms include fatigue, muscle pain, and again, the easy bruising. So is it lymphedema? And, you know, so many people get the two um, uh, con confused at times. So it's not lymphedema because the swelling in lymphedema is often and only affects one side of the body, which includes the hands and the feet. Lymphedema can be diagnosed with imaging or genetic tests, but lipedema cannot be diagnosed with a particular test. And so who gets lipedema? And this is really, really important information because it does occur almost exclusively with women. One in nine women have it. And this is when it begins or it worsens during puberty and other periods of hormonal changes such as pregnancy and menopause. And this is when women start noticing it. So when, you know, you're a teenager and your legs just don't look quite right, they don't look like your, your friend's thin legs and you've done everything to try and lose that weight, but your legs just don't change. That's a tail, tell tale sign. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started noticing that my legs just weren't like everyone else's. And no matter what I did, my legs were just always larger than my upper body. So it is based on genetics. And my mom and my aunt had it and definitely inflammation will contribute to it. Remember that this is for so many women who have it very uncertain, because as I said, when doctors don't know, you have no idea what to do. And because it's it's so uh, challenging, you're always reading as much as you can, but sometimes there's so much information that you don't even know what to do. So this is really easy. This is how we can really work with lipedema, which is something that, you know, you focus on in your program that if you're fasting, your refeed is going to be avoiding inflammatory foods. There's but a reason for that. Going back to your, your story with this, like when did you get diagnosed with lipidemia? Did it take officially, a while? Yeah. Officially. Yes. Officially, it was this past December. Officially by a doctor, he finally did tell me that I have lipidemia. It's not lymphedema. And uh, my husband said to him, you know, my, my wife does everything. She eats really well. She exercises, but she just can't get her legs to slim down. And the doctor said, well, it all depends on what she's eating. And my husband said, trust me, it's chicken. She eats chicken. She eats veggies. And 
that's when the doctor said, well, maybe it's fried chicken. So even the doctor could not grasp that no matter how hard I was trying to eat really well, I couldn't lose the shape of my legs. And my husband who watch, who watches me eat, he knows what I eat. He sees me. He is mm -hmm. amazed for years. We have been with him for 14 years, amazed at how I eat, how I Uh, I don't hear you, Lydia. I suddenly stopped hearing you. Mm. Hmm. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear oh, you. There it goes. Okay. There, there it okay. goes. Something just stopped and uh, I did not hear you. Okay. Yeah, so you were saying your husband has been amazed, like for the last 14 years, seeing you eat so clean and not being able to um, get rid of the, the appearance on your legs. And for those who didn't see the pictures that uh, you posted, uh, that you showed on the, um, on the slide, when it begins, when you start to see it, it's a little bit, almost kind of looks like a little bit like a cellulite, like little fatty deposits in the areas of thighs and your butt area. And I actually, like, I have seen this in so many people that have no idea that they have it. And, you know, of course, those are those like chronic, you know, cardio bunnies, like always doing cardio to lose the fat where there's really that's not gonna really make it or break it. There's a lot more that goes into it. Yes, Going back to diagnosis more. of lipidemia, not lymphedemia, lipidemia, how do you diagnose it? Is it through like history, family history? Like how did your doctor finally said, okay, you have it? So I, I had to go get um, my veins checked out and he then ruled out lymphedema but okay. because of the texture of my legs and the genetics, because both my mom and aunt had the same scenario um, on my knees, I have the, the fat pads right on the side or uh, um, within my inner thighs, right by my knees, I have these fat pads. And that was one thing that my cousin couldn't understand that I had when I was a teenager, mm. no matter how hard I worked out, she said, you will always have these, what are these? And I could never figure out what they were. And then I learned through the the internet women posting images and then I got to see that my legs looked like these ladies legs and now I realized I had this lipidemia but even when I went to go see this doctor all he said is yes you have lipidemia and there's really nothing you can do about it and this is a, a doctor this is mm. just this past December not that long ago That's... if it wasn't sorry if it wasn't for the women on the internet posting what lipidemia is and how to deal with it, uh, what it looks like, how to eat, how to work out, I would never have known. Yeah. And so, you know, I went into fasting and I, and I followed you. So about five years ago, when wow. you had done this, uh, the snake diet, I, I started following you because you were posting, you know, um, quick, you know, three day fast, five day fast. And I started doing that with you. And I started noticing a difference. So I really tried the fasting protocol because it was the refeed that was so important avoiding the inflammatory foods and this is something that doctors well at least my doctor wasn't able to tell me mm. I'm not going to blame him there's just not much information yet about this right because like you said it really does look like cellulite 
And it, it's not like that's the one thing that it's not cellulite, even though it looks like it. So, you know, if you had known this, you know, back in your 20s mm-hmm. and was like, OK, this is what I have, you know, would this had made your like life you know, growing up easier, you know, not blaming yourself like, oh my gosh, it's just something wrong with me. And p- perhaps even preventing it getting worse, right? If yeah, you knew yes. that this is what you had and the doctor was like, okay, one of the biggest things is to uh, keep, you know, your inflammation low, to eat foods that are uh, anti-inflammatory. We'll talk a, lot, a little bit about the diet and what to avoid and how to manage this condition in order to keep it from progressing to the, um, like the pictures that you showed. I mean, it can be really detrimental. Like, I mean, some of these pictures are just crazy. You can Google lipidemia and like the stages of it and how bad it can get if you don't um, prevent it. So yeah, go ahead and um, talk about the diet and like the things that you have done or what helps to reduce the inflammation in your body. Well, what you just mentioned was how would I have changed my life or how my life could have changed had I known that I had lipidemia when I was in my 20s. Because in my, actually, when I was about 14 or 15, I remember my brothers mocking my weight and I wasn't eating any more than anybody else but my weight just gained like my legs just were bigger than most young girls even when I was in my 20s um, I had so many young men that I was dating and I cannot tell you how many of them or just men that I met saying you know you're really beautiful but if you lost 20 pounds you'd be gorgeous Mm. and it's not like I wasn't trying because I was but I'm Italian. So you can imagine I was eating bread and pasta, uh, a lot of potatoes, rice, all the inflammatory foods. And my mom was really thin all her life until she hit perimenopause. As soon as she hit perimenopause, she just, her body changed so much. And I watched how my mother ate. She didn't eat a lot, but she did eat a lot of the inflammatory foods. She walked a lot. My aunt as well, not eating more than anybody else, walking. But her legs were also very, very different from every other woman's legs. And I couldn't understand why that was. And so now looking back, I wish I had known to avoid the inflammatory foods. You know, it wasn't until I hit my late 30s early 40s that I realized that I needed to cut back on the the pasta and uh, the bread uh, breaded chicken you know all these sorts of foods that are so staple in the Italian diet because when we remove these inflammatory foods the inflammation mm-hmm. calms down in the body and so we now feel that pain is gone mm-hmm. eating fried foods or baked goods sugary foods sweets desserts they're the biggest culprit because carbs are so processed especially now that they wreck this this havoc within our bodies within our systems right and so that's something that we're always doing constantly when um, with the refeeds, when we're fasting or just even just regularly eating. We're always told to avoid these inflammatory foods, but more so with anyone with lipidemia. So one thing that, you know, you've talked to me about is how carbs do fuel the, inf- the inflammation with, with your background 
in medicine, you understand how foods impact the body. And when eating, and these are the comfort foods, right? When we're stressed out, I mean, I've talked to you about this so many yeah. times through our program that while I was stressed and I had my refeed, for some reason, I jumped into anything that was salty, like potato chips or ice cream one night. I talked to you about that. Yeah. I knew that it was going to inflame my body, but I, and I knew that, you know, it was going to cause this, this sugar to spike worse than my inflammation but that's something that you helped me deal with was which was the mental aspect and if it wasn't for you helping me with that mental aspect none of this really made any sense to me I fasted I I've always known how to fast really well but it was the refeeding mm. right and that's something that you really focus on so much in your program talking about eating the anti-inflammatory diet right really good proteins and really good fats and low glycemic carbohydrates making sure that the body gets what it needs. You always spoke to me about taking care of my body, nurturing my body. And that if that moment I want to give into something that is sweet or um, breads or cakes or anything like that, go for a walk, just go, just, just step away from the situation, calm the mind, get rid of the stress. I cannot tell you how important that is, not only for me, but for anyone living with lipidemia to understand that we have control over what we put in the body so we can take care of our bodies. It is hard. I'm not saying that it is easy, but nothing worthwhile in life is ever easy. We always have to work for what it is that we want. Absolutely. And you know, with you also not to interrupt, I'm sorry, but with you, I think the biggest thing too was, you know, you were so it's like you were um, blaming yourself for this condition, this lipidemia, like when we spoke the first time, you were just like, oh, you know, like you just gave up, you felt so guilty, like, the, like, this was your identity and I think once we kind of work through like the mental aspect of it and know and understanding that you didn't do this to yourself like you have no control over this and you know just because you have this condition doesn't change the person that you are and you know you're not punishing yourself by not having those foods those like sweets and donuts you actually nourishing your body because you're preventing this condition from getting worse or getting to stages where it is just you know you become unrecognizable because it can get really bad so sometimes i think people do the opposite they're like effort you know i have this condition i'm just gonna whatever you know do whatever eat whatever i want that is not the time to make yourself guilty for having this this is mm -hmm. not your fault but what you can do is prevent it from from getting worse by doing the things that Lydia has done not only your diet but the mental mm -hmm. decreasing the state the the stress and mm -hmm. your whole psyche understanding that you're not at fault this is not your fault I think that was the greatest piece that I learned from being with you in the program. When, you know, after one of our weekly check-ins, you wrote, and you also sent me a recording saying, this is not who you are. Don't let it define you. You have it, but it's not you. And you gave me permission to forgive myself. And that's one thing that I really, really needed was that permission to forgive myself 
from having this condition. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for that during that, during our uh, session, Monica, I don't know how, I cannot tell you how important that was for my psyche because you allowed my stress to come down so much when you explained to me and even though I I know this but knowing it means nothing I had to understand it and by you telling me that it was it's not my fault I gave myself permission to calm down and I've been beating myself up since I was 14 when I started noticing the change and having so many young men saying to me you know, you need to lose 10, 20 pounds, 30 pounds constantly all throughout my 20s and even into my 30s until finally I had to say to myself, I need to find a man that's going to accept me for who I am. And I did. I found this most amazing man. And I told you about him, how he would always say to me at the end of the day, I love you for who you are. I love the way you look. I love your legs. I love everything about your body. I will be there to support you with whatever you do. And that is so important to have that support group around you. Yeah, that's Not, a good, that is a good man. You do have a good man there for sure. And but even you know, just even, recently, sorry, yeah, sorry, go I'm ahead. Sorry, no, I'm just saying like, even, you know, despite him telling you all those things, you're good enough. I love you the way you are. You are still beating yourself up mm -hmm. and you had to believe in yourself and mm -hmm. and realize that no I this is not my fault I did not do this to myself and just forgive yourself for beating yourself up and uh for telling yourself this you know or maybe even the the uh the old stories about the guy saying you know you gotta if you could only lose 10 20 pounds is like that echoes in your mind and it's sometimes we don't realize how subconsciously that can continue carry yes. with us sometimes. For decades, it pure, like decades of constantly hearing those voices. And I gave those voices power. I let those voices dictate how I lived my life instead of loving what I saw in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, you know, having my husband obviously tell me how amazing I look no matter what I'm wearing, but also giving myself that permission to accept my body for what it is that I, these legs are carrying me around everywhere. I get to, to go places because of my legs. I should be grateful for what I have. That change really helped. And you really helped me understand that concept because for the longest time, I never gave myself that permission. I was always so hard on myself. And I think women are just naturally really really hard on themselves and so when we have this additional condition to deal with and trying to explain to people it's not me I mean I was telling you when our last check-in that I was at an amusement park and I saw this teenage girl really pretty pretty girl and I saw her body type and I already saw the lipidemia in the back of her thighs to most people, it looks like cellulite, but then I saw her ankles, which again, mm. you can see uh, that is lipidemia. It's not, you know, just her overeating. She's not overeating. And I so wanted to go to her and tell her, please look into lipidemia, look into it. Because you're probably blaming yourself for what you have. You want to look like all your skinny friends around you. Because mm -hmm. as teenagers, that is so important. I wish I, could, I, but I didn't know how she would have reacted to it. So I, I didn't, but I see it everywhere I go. I can 
pinpoint who has it. And again, one in nine women have it, but do they know? Do they know that they have this? Or are they dieting constantly, exercising so much and nothing's changing? And that wreck what it does to the psyche is incredible. And until you really sat me down and and had me listen, like really listen to what you, how you could walk me through the mental process of decreasing the stress and forgiving myself and accepting a new journey, then finally I was able to let go of all that baggage. And that was a lot of baggage to carry. Yeah, for many, yeah. many years. We made a lot of changes in your life because there was a composition of all of them. We'll we'll talk about this a little bit more um, here in a minute because I want to talk about the triad, the, the emotional triad and the, the exercises, the easy exercises that you can mm-hmm. do to live your life in a different kind of triad. Like a, tr- a triad is basically a triangle where yes. you live. It's your emotional state that you live on a daily basis. And sometimes we don't realize what emotional triad we, li- we live in. Tony Robbins talks in more details about this. And um, we did like a, a, a thing with my coach discussing this in more details, but um yeah, go ahead and uh, finish your um, the PowerPoint slides and um, we'll talk a lot bit more about the triad here in a minute. The one thing that your program really focuses on is the mind-body connection because it is an incredible and a very powerful connection because stress is the worst of white blood I'm not cells. paying for her, her for this. I didn't pay her to say those <laughs> things. She's so sweet and kind. I appreciate you. Thank you. But it's so true. And then <laughs> you've taught me about the importance of relaxation, find ways to relax because that increases the immunity and it really helps the body overall. Um, you've really focused on finding ways to, to find peace peace in my life. Laughter, as we know, is so important, right? And rebounding. So this is one thing that you would always ask me every check-in, what things have you done all week? And this is one thing that I would do, rebounding, because this is really good for the lymph circulation. It aids in the digestion and elimination. It really relaxes the body and there's no trauma to the body. So people think, well, you know, let me skip rope or let me just jump up and down, like do jump jumping jacks, which is fine. But rebounding is really great by for improving the lymph circulation or the whole body vibration. So I recently got this and it does increase the blood and the lymph. It reduces pain and inflammation. So it's fantastic. Really, really a, a great investment. Dry brushing, I would tell you every week that I would dry brush because it does eliminate the toxins and it gets it gets the lymph and the blood circulating, which is so important with lipidemia. But dry brushing is excellent for anyone, like not just for anyone with lipidemia, but Absolutely. for anyone. Yeah, even just for like lymphatic drainage or like appearance of cellulite or just impurities on your legs or skin. Excellent. I actually do utilize it pretty much every morning. Yeah. And then other things that, you know, we really talked about was the meditation, the journaling, deep breathing. That's something that you talked to me about really in the beginning, which really helped, especially when I went through a lot of stressful moments. I remembered how to focus on my breathing, visualizing a new world, a new journey, a new life that was ahead of me, Um, walking, something that, you know, I would always mention that I try to get in my 10,000 steps a day, weight training, the gua sha, 
um, this right here, which is so important to use on the body to get, again, the, the lymph moving um, and compression garments. So this is really important if you have lipidemia because it, it really takes away a lot of the pain. So you need to find someone who can help you so get give you the correct sizing for it because you don't want to just go and buy something and hope that it works you have actually have to get and you can go to different places where they actually do the measurements and they they know what to do and then the last and and the final um protocol is surgery there are many women that have done it and they've loved it um it, it can be very expensive so it just depends on the person but that is also another option right and and so if you do have lipidemia it's so important to look at all the different elements it's not just about eating right and exercising there's so much more yeah. that needs to get done on a daily basis that can really handle it so um rubenesque paintings always illustrated women who were you know a, a little different than what they look like now and really when you think about um, lipidemia, we are breaking the mold. You know, women don't have to have or have to look a certain way. And that's something that society really wants us to, they want us to fit in this mold, but it's it would be so boring if we all look the same. And yeah. so we have to embrace in, in our curves, really embrace them. So when we live with lipidemia, read as much as you can about it, learn from the experiences of others for your own body, because everyone is different, but learn about it, about others and, and take it in as to how it can apply to you. Actively learn and problem solve to know what works for you and then know how to handle the various emotional fluctuations. And that's what I really came to you about was dealing with the mental aspect. How can I focus on my mind so that these emotional fluctuations would end and I could move forward and tackle everything? And the one thing you really helped me with, those weekly check-ins, what did you do all week? What consistent actions have you taken every single day that would eventually get you to your goal? And even though I never lost many pounds, the inches that I lost... And it was you, you would send me my before and after and you would let you, you would show me the changes and you let me see that these daily actions being consistent with them made the difference, not only in the body, but also the mind. Absolutely. And there is, there was a big difference, absolutely, between your before and after, just the appearance of the lipidemia in your legs. And sometimes, you know, when we're so hyper-focused on that perfect image, like you were talking about, we don't realize, you know, that we don't see what's in front of us. And so when I did point out those, uh, like, look at the difference, you were like, oh, I didn't see it. You know, I remember pictures like the side of your, like even yes. the your waist and you're like, I didn't see it. So uh, sometimes those pictures, you know, I don't make you take them every week or every other week for punishment, but it's so I can look at them and point out the the differences in appearance. Sometimes it doesn't have to be a ton of weight loss because sometimes what's appearing on the scale doesn't always show in the photos. Like 
the scale number is just one number. A 10 pound difference or five pound difference is gonna look different on the scale versus actual picture. So I almost always, always prefer to see inches and appearance than mm -hmm. the weight because that can fluctuate with your hormones with the water intake sleep cortisol and all of that yeah so um thank you for sharing that i really appreciate you um willing to share your story because when we talk when we kind of started talking about it and when i met you i didn't know i'll be honest i didn't know a ton about lipidemia I actually researched it and um, and kind of looked looked into it more, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I've seen this everywhere, all around." Like I had several friends at work that had it, and I just never put two and two together until we started talking. And so, sharing this with others, I think it's so critical because I do think the knowledge is power. Absolutely. But it really was through your program, Monica, I cannot stress it enough. And, you know, when I when I joined with you, like I told you, I know really a lot about the fasting protocol, but I needed to know more about the, the mental aspect. I needed to understand how to overcome so many of the challenges. And I didn't understand how hard I was on myself. Mm -hmm. And because I was so hard on myself, I wasn't very kind to myself. And you taught me to be kind. And that's one thing that I find with many women that have lipidemia who have heard it from so many people for decades, how, you know, we're supposed to work out harder, eat less, get a trainer, all these sorts of things, always putting us down. And finally, you said, you know, stop that you, you cannot be hard on yourself anymore, because you did not choose this. It's not who you are. And you showed me a different path. And so like you said, you know how to fast, but let's look at other elements. Let's look at the, the mental and how it connects to the body. And so that mind-body connection now will really allow you to change. And that's what made the biggest difference. So, you know, coming back from an amusement park, I think it was last week. I did not crave the ice cream. I did not have any ice cream. And I've been able to overcome any of the cravings, like learning how to increase the salt intake, for example. That's so important when you have lipidemia and lymphedema to intake some, some salt, like literally put it on your tongue, let it sink in there, and then, you know, drink it down with some water because it's so important for the body. Okay, yeah, sure. So like you, you really helped me understand the different elements of how I can take control of my life yeah. because lipidemia really takes a toll on the mind. You know, we're a society that's all about appearances, uh, especially now with social media. It's all about how you look. Um, even with filters, you know, when you have lipidema, there's there's no real filter that will really help that. But maybe, you know, if more women accepted that they have curves and that they enjoy their curves and that they find their curves to be beautiful, because a lot of men do love those curves. Absolutely, absolutely. And then just accepting yourself. And, you know, there's something you can do about something right of course do it if you're not happy but if you know that you know this is part of your life yes you can do things to diminish the appearance of the way your skin looks but sometimes I mean you can do everything perfect and you still can get rid of some of those impurities on your yes. skin or the um, the cellulite appearance on your skin and 
it's just, you know, we are so hard on ourselves. You have to love what you have. If you can't love yourself right now, you're not going to when you change. So with you, I think what was beautiful for me personally to watch, because I, that is like the best part of doing what I do is seeing that mental transformation. Yes. You know, like Obviously, we wish we lost way more pounds, but that's not about really like you will lose the pounds because now your body is more in balance. And it's not just because of food, but the mental balance. Yes. We had a lot of stress going on as well. There was a lot of work stress. And when you have all those things kind of like coming at you at once, it's like you, you don't have much to fight with. Yes. You know, so sometimes, you know, like um, there was a community, I think in California where the women would, um, they would drink green juices, do yoga every single day, but then they would go home and they had a really stressful relationships and they just couldn't understand why they weren't, they were not healthy because they were mm -hmm. eating juices. They were doing yoga, meditating. That doesn't like, yes, that's great. But if you go to a toxic environment at home or a job, that's not going to change the entire thing because it's all about balance. And that is the biggest thing that we focused on, that foundation, that mental foundation. Mm -hmm. Like we mentioned, like your triad. So triad is like basically a triangle is the emotions that you experience every single day. So a lot of your triad was stress, right? Anxiety, yes. stress, mm -hmm. getting up, doing work every single day. How am I going to get through the day? How am I going to do all this? And so that was like the baseline for daily things. So you you did the same things you do every single day to feel that triad. So then we flip that triad and we use more of like, I'm calm, I'm in control. Mm -hmm. And we use more of those, we included more of those emotions on a daily basis in order to live more in this calm triad than this negative mm -hmm. or the, the stressful triad. And even just little simple stuff like that, it makes such a big difference. That's when people just focus like, oh, I just want to lose weight. That's it. Just see the pounds. And I know you've done that before. You lost yes. a lot of weight mm -hmm. and then program was over. And then what do I do now? You go back to the old habits, the old thinking, because that mind, it becomes that foundation of your house, which is your total body and how you deal with things. I can't stress that enough. I think sometimes like I even had a client recently that... <laughs> wanted to um, jump on board and she just wanted a fasting uh, program. And I'm like, I don't do that. Well, wait, I, I thought you were a fasting coach. I said, I said, no, fasting is one of the tools that mm -hmm. I use with my clients. Some of them are not the best candidates for fasting. Some of them are great, but fasting is not, I don't write you a fasting program. Because yeah. you can get that for free. I can just tell you, okay, do 4872 rolling fast and you'll lose weight. But it's mm -hmm. not about that. And I know you've been through that before. I've been through it before. And I lost a lot of weight doing fasting, just fasting and not changing everything else and balancing my body. And I ended up back where I started. I regained all the weight. And then that whole 
triad starts again because then you beat yourself up and it's like this vicious cycle and i just wish more people would understand that it's not just a program you can lose weight with keto you can you lose weight with uh carnivore vegan whatever diet you choose even fasting but it's not sustainable if you don't change what's going on inside or your family life your work life well, you noticed that when I was doing the, the rolling 72s, my refeed would not always be um, spectacular. And so that's when you suggested that we go back to, you know, maybe just intermittent fasting, you know, like one meal a day or, you know, between um, have intermittent fasting instead and then build up to longer fast because your focus was let's look at how your body is dealing with this, but you wanted to always focus on my mind. How can you get my mind to calm down and deal with the daily stress? And, and the, my daily stress was just with work. You know, my my home life is, is going really well, but when work stress, yeah. and you know a lot about work stress, I mean, you would have 24 hour days, which just puts on so much stress, cortisol. I mean, I already have hypothyroidism. You know, you, you were also focusing on my blood work. You really wanted to know all my numbers. You were so focused on how my body was doing from within so that I, the protocol without would now mimic what's going on within and you had to balance what was going on within first and it's all that positive self-talk and positive self-love one thing that women don't really do very much is compliment themselves how wonderful and beautiful they are and trust me that I, I you know you can see all these different bodies walking around the streets and people will love them regardless of what they look like because it, it really isn't about that image anymore. That that fades. You know, when you were in your 20s to now, your body's changed so much, but the people around you still love you for who you are. You have to, and, and we've heard this so many times, you have to love yourself. But truly, if you don't love yourself, you are not going to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I often gave into refeeds that were not very kind to my body. You know, like you said, if you want, like you, you can put in those, those meals that are going to, you know, a piece of cake here and there, but not doing it too often. Yeah. But most people that want to join up with your program, they know how to fast. Now you provide them with a different element, which is the mind. And so their mind and the body now can connect. They're now aligned. And now the change can happen. And you have to become very vulnerable. And that's why those weekly check-ins were so important because I would literally sit there while writing my weekly check-ins. What did I do this week? What did I learn this week? Yeah. How can I make more changes that will get me to my goal a little faster? But you always focused on being kind to myself. And that's what I appreciated so much from your program. Oh, thank you. So, so glad. I, I'm so proud of you. You've you've honestly you've done the um, the mental shifts and the changes have have been absolutely outstanding uh from from seeing from you from the beginning to now and that that what makes me happy because i know you will continue with your journey this doesn't stop this is not okay i lost weight i lost inches and now i'll just go and do whatever this actually it helps you in your daily life it helps yes. you with your job with your family because you're able to deal more 
with things because you are when you're calm here and you know how to manage your mental state mm -hmm. everything in in life is easier so it's not just about the weight and again when you accept yourself and you love yourself as is we always have things that we need to change and work on but you cannot wait till, oh, you get that new house or you lose 20 pounds to love yourself and accept yourself and truly be happy and grateful mm -hmm. every single day. And those daily things matter. Those little things do add they up do. to those big things. Mm -hmm. And so that process, like it's like, I know sometimes people want to do shortcuts because they want to, they want to get to that weight so quickly, but it just, it doesn't work. You know, you might yeah. be happy for a minute for like, you know, a month, but then that the emotions and the emotional eating, whatever else you were de dealing with before mm -hmm. are going to still be there. It's not going to, nothing's going to change. So I, mm -hmm. I'm really grateful that you were willing to come on and talk about the lipidemia and really your experience because I do think that it will help other people out there that are possibly maybe struggling with similar situations even if you don't have lipidemia but you do have certain things that you just don't like about yourself same thing and you come or, or certain conditions even like diabetes like you know mm -hmm. like type 1 diabetes you didn't give that to yourself sometimes mm -hmm. It happens and yes. you have to love yourself and accept yourself for what, what you are, who you are, because some things you can change. And if you can change those things, do it. But if you can't change something, just love yourself as is. Absolutely. And in all honesty, uh, your program really was different because you do it out of your, the kindness of your heart. Like you're really looking out for your clients that I know I can tell, I can, I, I feel it. And that's why I felt so comfortable and was so willing to be vulnerable because I learned so much. You know, I ate like, and, and you know, all these programs, you know, for breakfast, you have a, a fruit with oatmeal. At lunch, you have rice and protein. And at dinner, you have sweet potato and another protein and some other veg. And I did that and I kept on gaining weight. And, you know, the, the person that put this program together for me couldn't understand why I was gaining weight, even though I was working out. And I kept on saying, my body's different. I need to lower my carbs. But, you know, most people don't understand that concept. Oh, carbs are not the problem. They're not for the majority of the people. But for some people, carbs just are detrimental to the body. And once you accept that and you realize that not eating my breads and pastas and cakes and cookies is okay, when once I just let that go, all of a sudden, it was a different, as you said, paradigm shift. Everything shifted because I had to kindly accept the change instead of force the change. And that is what you focus on in the program. You help people step-by-step get to where they need to go. And that's why your program is outstanding, truly. And I'm not just saying that because I want people to sign on, not at all. It really is who you are. And that's what makes you different from so many other people. So I just want to really thank you and let people know, like, Monica's the real deal. Like she really- Well, she is, is she, 
she only followed me for five years before she decided to work with me. So, yes. I mean, it, it, it took five years to realize that I, you know, <laughs> that I'm worthy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no reading, reading all the posts constantly, mm -hmm. all that information that you had was so, so important. So thank you so very much. It, it makes me so happy to see that because it, it, makes what I do worth it. Not that I didn't think it was worth it before, but it makes it so much more worthy because this is what I'm passionate about because I struggle with so much. And mm -hmm. we as women, we need that support. Mm -hmm. When you support other women, you only reflect who you already are on the inside. So mm -hmm. I always want to acknowledge that because I think that's so important. Sometimes it's just this competition with women and we just need to support mm -hmm. each other more because that's truly what we need. We need to support each other and just be kind and loving. Something that I want to go back to that you just mentioned was when you said, um, you know, understanding that there are certain foods you just cannot eat, like the cakes and this and that. And, you know, a lot of it is that balance with between pain and pleasure, right? Mm -hmm. So like when you initially, when you were like, oh, I can't have the cake, I cannot have the cookie because of this and that, that was painful. Like yes. I cannot, oh, I can't have this, but I want to have this. Mm -hmm. So now you turned that pain around and now having it is more more painful because it causes those symptoms on your legs. Mm -hmm. So switching those in your mind yes. and realizing, okay, what is actually pain and what is pleasure? Same thing like, you know, you don't smoke, right? No. Okay. So for you, if I told you, Lydia, go and have a cigarette, light up the cigarette, <laughs> would that be pleasure or pain? Pain, a lot pain. of pain. Exactly, because that's not something that you associate as pleasure. Mm -hmm. So how come someone that's a smoker, for mm -hmm. them it's pleasure because they associate it with pleasure yes, that's instead right. of pain. So just like anything else in life, whether it's dating, whether it's certain foods, you know, we can associate that pain and pleasure to what we want to associate with, you know, like That's a right. lot of single people that hate dating. But if you associate dating with pleasure, like going to meet new people, making new acquaintances, that's not going to be as hard as like, oh, this sucks. That last date was horrible or vice versa. So being really um, careful how we link the pain in our lives to pleasure you know when you come home from a busy stressful day my back in the days one of my pleasures was opening a bottle of wine and just sitting and watching tv now that's yeah. actually like a pain like i don't drink anymore and so for me i started associating going for a walk going outside and walking as a pleasure when i got home from work because that was relaxing and that made me feel better instead of being you know stressed and wanting to drink so yeah yes. very and very important and that is a really good distinction to understand the difference between the pain and the pleasure because in social situations we're always told that it's okay to have um, the foods that are going to cause us pain and we have to understand the difference and let people know that that's not our reality and they have to accept it and allow us to be who we are in that environment. But once you know, once you understand what you have to do and you know who you are in that situation, your words hold weight. 
and people will respect you for what it is that you're doing. Just like those women who have the, the lipidemia, like a stage three or a stage four, and they walk around with confidence. That means so much because they are doing what they want to do. This is who they are. And whether you accept them or not is none of your business. Because in this world, I mean, being judged or judging is so harsh. And that's something that we have to stop doing. Uh, so many women with lipidema actually have a t-shirt that says, if you want to know why my legs are this big, you might want, you just ask me. So that they can inform others and explain what it is. But again, because it's one in nine women, that illustrates just how many women do have it. And when you understand what it is, it, it just gives you such relief that you have been doing everything right. It's not your fault. And once you can accept that, Monica, the world opens up so beautifully because now you see everything differently. And that is what I'm, I want so many women to understand. Those that have lipidemia, I cannot tell you how many women who have it that helped me just by reading their posts or seeing their images, understanding that my body looks like theirs and that's okay. It's actually beautiful. And that's what I want to give other women to accept themselves for who they are, because sometimes self-acceptance is so important when you're dealing with everything, with all the other stressors in this world. And there's so many stressful situations. Amen. Let's just focus on how we can, you know, quiet all of that other stuff down so that we can enjoy life, like really enjoy life. Go out and wear a pair of shorts in the summertime, wear a bathing suit in the summertime, not hide the body all the time. Because that is exhausting too, trying to find clothes that fit or make you look good. Just wear what you have and go out there and enjoy who you are. Having fun with my son, playing with him in the park. I don't care how, if people even look at me or wonder why, you know, my, my thighs or my legs are that size, because I've had so many men tell me that they were so big. I want to hunt all those men down and just... <laughs> punch them oh i'd love you to, know, love to what, <laughs> whatever what anyone else thinks of you is none of your business and that's you know that's kind of how i take life and everything obviously if it's like personal like family stuff obviously that you know matters to a point but what strangers think so think of me i don't really i don't care social media same thing because everybody's gonna have an opinion everybody has one and True. they all stink they say everybody everybody's opinion is like a butthole whatever i don't want to say bad words everybody's got one and they all stink which it's is so kind of true. It's, so right. it's absolutely true and so loving yourself is the most important thing and that's what you helped me learn just to accept myself accept what i have and then put all the, the different pieces together on a weekly basis so that over the 12 weeks, there, there is a transformation without you even knowing that you're transforming. And that's the beauty of it. And having met your coach, like she, again, another powerful woman who really focused on the power of who you are, what it is that you're doing on a daily basis so that you get what you want. It's just like you said, that triad, how do you change it so that on a daily basis you yeah. deal with everything that comes with with at you you're that rock with no matter what the storm is you're not going to move no matter what stressful situation comes to you you can handle it and we know that stress is going to happen on a daily basis 
you put all the building blocks in place so that we can handle it no matter what it is. And as you said, even if you have a little ice cream, next day you move on. You don't beat yourself up. Take the guilt away because that guilt can literally imprison you. And I've been in prison in my mind for a very long time. So your program is very, very powerful. And a lot of it is because you worked on yourself first. Like you made sure that you understood the program really well to put it together for others so that they can enjoy it too. Instead of talking the talk, but not walking the walk, you've done it all. Well, thank you. And I've made plenty of mistakes and continue to make them and learn on them. And yeah, you know, in order for me to be the best that I can be for others, I have to, I get a coach myself and I will always have one because I like I have to work on my mind continue to work on that foundation because that work doesn't stop it no. doesn't stop when you lose weight it doesn't stop when you achieve a certain financial status you continue to do that you continue to growth and work on yourself because this is a journey it's not a destination when you get to a certain point and then you stop it's a continuous lifetime journey and I have a lot of peace in my heart because I know that you will continue um, following your passion, whatever you're doing. And I cannot wait to see continued, continued um, changes and uh, positive uh, things. And, and I, I do think that a lot of women hopefully uh, will reach out to you. And um, speaking of like, is there a place like how how can people reach out to you if they want to ask you questions about sure. lipidemia or what's the well, best I'm on I'm on Instagram at keto Lydia so that's my my Instagram name so they can definitely you know reach out there and I'm more than willing to answer any questions that they have because I've gone through all the different emotions. So any questions, I, you know, and all the research I've done, I, I would be more than willing to help out. So keto, Lydia. Before we go, there's um three questions that I like to ask everyone that I interview. Um, that is, what are the three things uh, that you wish you had known sooner? It doesn't have to be specific lipidemia, but it could be just to anything, your life, uh, anything that you want to share. Number one, to accept who I am instead of trying to be what other people wanted me to be and fit their mold instead of accept myself for who I am. Uh, two, to really understand food. So when I was in my 20s, I wish that I had known the power of food a little bit more so I would have made better choices. And so today I wouldn't be where I am. And then number three, definitely to have more people in my circle that were like-minded instead of trying to follow what the trend was or be with um, others that really didn't accept my my viewpoint so that support system is really really important mm. and i and speaking my mind like being able to just speak my mind instead of being more quiet i think that's what i learned now that i wish i had back then yeah those are great thank you so much lydia i'm so oh, grateful for you, you and Monica. i'm grateful for really building this friendship because i feel like clients that are you know you spend 12 weeks sometimes you know four six months with sometimes yes. 
you become you do build this friendship and that's like one thing that i absolutely love about clients and and just growing through different experiences and ups and downs and it's just i love supporting other women and i'm grateful for you so thank you for taking the time to come on my podcast and being the first client that i interviewed so oh, thank this you this is so, so nice much. thank you it's been a pleasure thank you lydia okay monica hey if you are ready to lose that toxic weight and transform your mind so that weight never comes back, I want to invite you to join my Mind Body Boss Mentorship Program where I use my proven formula to teach you how to achieve that. So you just click on the link in the description to learn more. See you on the inside.